is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877 877-381-3811. All right. You don't think uh, this government under Biden and this party isn't repressive? You don't think they borrow from Marxist parties throughout the world? I'm going to play you this. I'm sure many people have, but I'm going to give you a fresh new take on this as a constitutional lawyer. And as you listen to this, pretend you're a constitutional lawyer and say, what in this? What is it that Jen Psaki said or Vivek Murthy, the general, the surgeon general, what is it that they said that now has changed the legal ballgame? Let's start. Cut eight. Jen Psaki at the White House press briefing today. Go. First, we are in regular touch uh, with these social media platforms, uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, Given, as Dr. Murthy uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken, or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content. So we're helping get trusted content out there. All right, let's stop there. What did she and what are they? What did they just do? They just They just made the Trump lawsuit against these social media platforms, to me, a slam dunk. I can't predict what out-of-control rogue judges and justices will do. But she just stated 
And I hope the Trump lawyers are listening to me and they get a transcript of this. That they are working with Facebook and other social media platforms and telling them what they want them to do. They can call it disinformation. They can call it whatever they want. That's quite beside the point. Jen Psaki just made the case for the Trump lawsuit that these are not independent private platforms. These are not independent businesses. These are not independent actors. The Biden administration, at multiple levels, senior staff, among others, are working with Facebook and other social media platforms to identify misinformation and thereby to sanction the misinformation, to censor the social media posts, and to spread information. It can no longer be said that it is an independent business conducting its own business without any taint of government activity. It is doing the work of the government. It is doing the work specifically of the Biden administration and the Democrat Party. So the First Amendment, in fact, does apply. And there are Supreme Court cases that have said it applies in cases that are weaker than this one. Jen Psaki is the best witness for the Trump lawsuit. I hope they're listening to me. Write down what she said. Transcribe what she said. Amend your lawsuit and include it. Because again, she just openly stated to the entire world, let's repeat it again, cut eight, Mr. Producer, go. First, we are in regular touch uh, with these social media platforms, uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, given, as Dr. Murthy Mur- uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken, or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're so they're tracking you if they don't agree with you. They're collecting information if they don't agree with you. They have adapted and they are out front now that they are using police state tactics against freedom of speech and speech generally. And that should cause everybody in the media concern, but they don't give a damn. They only believe they should speak. Go ahead posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content. So we're helping get trusted content out there. Now that's called propaganda. We do not need the Biden administration to take on the responsibility of providing trusted medical information. You have your own doctors, you have doctors' groups, you have scientists, you have professors. We're a very vibrant country with a lot of really, really smart people. Government interference here. Government control of the debate. Government control of speech. Government censorship. That is what she just attested to. She just attested to it. 
Facebook is not an independent actor. Facebook is doing what they're asked to do. Censor. Now, I bet I haven't heard a single talk show host today. I bet not a single one of them is connected to that because this is what I do. Now, there's even more evidence. I don't know how the gentleman pronounces his first name. Vivek Murthy, the new Surgeon General. Cut nine, go. Today, I issued a Surgeon General's advisory on the dangers of health misinformation. Now, this is amazing. So we have a top government official issuing an advisory on misinformation. Rather than just talking about misinformation and talking about what he believes, he's now issuing a government advisory on misinformation. Now keep in mind, Biden and Harris and their ilk opposed the vaccines early on. They dismissed them. They said they were politicized. Remember? I remember. Remember how many people in the media and big tech rejected the idea that the virus may have been leaked from the lab in Wuhan. And so we did the interview of a former New York Times editor of their science page, since retired, who wrote a long piece after a year of investigation and suggested, well, the evidence is more likely that it did than it didn't, which changed the entire nature of this debate. You saw them on Life, Liberty, and Levin. Can you imagine... You don't have to imagine. We've had great minds, great scientists in the past who challenged flat earth, who challenged many of the so-called given scientific realities and evidence out there, which were nothing of the kind. The whole point of free speech is to allow for competition of ideas and to try and figure things out. And now we have censorship by the Biden administration working with big tech, specifically Facebook, to censor, quote-unquote, disinformation. Politicians in government working with liberal Democrats who control these massive platforms Censoring misinformation. Isn't that amazing? The same ones that promoted Russia collusion. The same ones that silenced the New York Post when it came to Hunter Biden. Now they're the font of all knowledge and all truth? The federal government? Federal medical people? No, they're not. Go ahead. Surgeon General advisories are reserved for urgent public health threats. And while those threats have often been related... So free speech and the competition of ideas is an urgent public health threat. The First Amendment talks about freedom of speech. It doesn't say a word about disinformation or misinformation. We get that from Biden and his cronies all the time. It's freedom of speech. Go ahead drink and smoke. Today, we live in a world where misinformation poses an imminent and insidious threat to our nation's health. Health misinformation is false, inaccurate, or misleading information about health. This is unbelievable. 
these very vague, platitudinous terms and sentences. This is unbelievable. Unfriggin' believable. I don't know of another time, certainly in my lifetime, that this has occurred. And they wrap themselves in self-righteousness. Unbelievable. The assault on free speech in the First Amendment in this country is shocking. From our elementary schools with critical race theory to this crap. Go ahead. According to the best evidence at the time. And while it often appears... The best evidence at the time. The reason he has to say at the time is because the best evidence isn't always the best evidence, even if people say it's the best evidence. This is, this is stunning to me. Stunning. This is an effort to kill the competition of ideas, even the competition of scientists who come up with different ideas and potentially different solutions and have different arguments. There's no official position when it comes to science. The government may have a position, but it's not an official position that everybody has to digest and regurgitate. So many of the great inventions we have today, so many of the great discoveries we have today would not have occurred if the Biden administration and this quack, this quack, in a Surgeon General's uniform, what is that all about? Where they dress up like they're in the Air Force or something. But in any event, Can you imagine? But I want to repeat what I said at the opening. The Trump lawsuit now is stronger than ever before. The idea that Facebook and these other social media oligarchs aren't using their platform, aren't intertwining their activities with official government positions under a Democrat administration is no longer a supposition. It's no longer a long bridge. It's right here. She said it. He said it. They said it. And now I pointed it out. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. This isn't American Marxism here. We just want to get the truth out here and save people's lives. There won't be a single Democrat in Congress objecting to this that I can think of. There won't be a single host or reporter at CNN or MSNBC. There won't be a single news person, let alone editorial board, New York Times, Washington Post, and the like. Nothing. 
And yet we haven't seen anything like this since Woodrow Wilson and Franklin Roosevelt, who were great opponents of the First Amendment. I want you to listen to this Surgeon General Murthy again. He made another comment. Cut 10, go. Now, health misinformation didn't start with COVID-19. What's different now, though, is the speed and scale at which health misinformation is spreading. I see. And the lab, was that health misinformation? And the mask on, the mask off, the mask on, the mask off, was that health misinformation? Children should wear a mask when they go to elementary. Is, Is that health misinformation? I mean, the only misinformation that I can think of is coming from them. Go ahead. Modern technology companies have enabled misinformation to poison our information environment with little accountability to their users. They've allowed people who intentionally spread misinformation, what we call disinformation, to have extraordinary reach. They've designed product features. Folks, folks, folks. Maybe they don't comprehend what the First Amendment is about. You counter, if you believe, disinformation with information. You counter lies with facts. You counter hate with love. You counter violence with peace. When it comes to free speech, you don't get to, as a government, to say this is misinformation and actually it's disinformation and because the information can spread so quickly on social media. You know, we have to step in here. Social media, this is what we want you to do. And social media says, yes, yes, whatever you need us to do. Besides, we support you. Now they've screwed up. Hello, hello. Now they have screwed up. Now the connection between government, in this case, the demands of the Biden administration and Facebook and other social media, that's not speculation, that's not inference, that is a fact. It's not even disinformation. That is a fact. What next, ladies and gentlemen? They're going to take the broadcast license away from radio companies? They're going to take the broadcast license away from Network television? What are they going to do next to stop the spread of misinformation in this technologically advanced society? Because we want to save lives. Except when it comes to abortion, except when it comes to the border, except when it comes to the inner city, except when... But, you know, here, we want to save lives. This is not a slippery slope. We are on it, baby. Here it is, staring us in the face. I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. American Revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. I want to read something to you. And by the way, you can see the sprouting up and the circle tightening. Um, it's just a fact, not disinformation. And can you imagine if this radio program were treated as 
as if we were part of Facebook, how many times this program would be shut down, telling you the truth and giving you the facts. You do understand, right, that radio stations are licensed? And you do understand that television stations are licensed? What's the top, stop this kind of thinking and activity in those areas? And so the Trump lawsuit is a seminal lawsuit. And now they have much more ammunition thanks to Pasaki, thanks to the Surgeon General, and thanks to the facts of which we're learning this evening. But I want to read something else to you to show you how, how these people operate. How they use freedom of the press to destroy freedom of the press and how they use freedom of the press to lie to you. Somebody sent me this link, Forbes.com. Somebody by the name of Allison Durkee, the Dirkster. Fox News dominates book bestsellers list as Jesse Waters helped by bulk buys and Mark Levin top charts. That's some title, isn't it, Mr. Producer? Now, I don't know what Fox News host has to do with this. It's another trick the Media Matters plays. I'm also a radio host. I'm also a, a host of Levin TV. I host a lot of stuff. But in this case, I'm an author. It has nothing to do with my being a host anywhere. Fox News hosts Jesse Waters and Mark Levin topped this week's book bestseller lists as Levin's book, American Marxism, spent its 11th consecutive week on Amazon's bestseller chart even before its official release date, which is two days ago, while Waters became the latest in a string of conservative authors to be bullied by the New York Times list by bulk orders. Now, I want to talk about this bulk order stuff. Every time I have a number one bestseller, they put a little cross on there, and then you look at the bottom and it says bulk orders of indications of bulk orders. I have never been involved in bulk orders, ever. When I sign at the Reagan Library, that's not a bulk order. Those are individual sales, individual books. And when I sign books for you to make them available to you, and it is a minuscule percentage of the books I sell. I am not involved in the bulk books business. I'm not attached to the RNC or the this or the that or whatever. And so we will be watching next week to see if the New York Times pulls this. And you almost never see these little crosses next to liberal books. But this is also one I want to bring to your attention. She says, American Marxism, a book that likens left-leaning concepts like progressivism and social activism to Marxist ideology. She hasn't read the book. She has no idea what I've written. It's become a mainstay on Amazon's bestseller charts, despite only being officially released on Tuesday. And its number one spot on the list is based on sales from before the book was publicly released. Now, wouldn't you think, America, that she would comment on that? That this book has had several hundreds of of thousands of pre-order sales. Isn't that the, the story, Mr. Producer? But she doesn't say a word about the story. Not a word about you. American Marxism running a spot on the Amazon chart before its official release appears to be rare. 
The book is one of only two on the Amazon notification charts whose sales are based on pre-orders alone, along with Michael Pollan's This Is Your Mind on Plants. I don't know what the hell that book's about. Levin's book won't appear on the New York Times list or other book lists until next week, since with the exception of Amazon, pre-orders are typically reported as part of a book's first week sales, and books do not appear on the bestseller list until their official release. Fine. Here we go. But Waters and Levin's books and their critical takes on the left may soon be overtaken by books that instead look at the right with a critical eye. Michael Wolff's Landslide, The Final Days of the Trump Presidency, and Carol Lennig and Phil Rucker's I Alone Can Fix It, Donald J. Trump's Catastrophic Final Year, which feature politically damaging looks at the end of the Trump presidency, are now ranked above Waters' book on Amazon's Top 100 Books Ranking, which is updated hourly. As of Thursday afternoon, Lennig and Rucker's book was ranked number one on Amazon's list ahead of its official release on January 20. And Wolf's book, which was released on Tuesday, was ranked number three. Levin's book was now number two on the list, while Waters had dropped the number five. So I'm thinking to myself, well, they're number one on Amazon for today or for a few hours. Then I said, how did that happen? It's being pushed on CNN. It's being pushed by the Washington Post. These are two Washington Post authors. We know Philly, don't we, Mr. Producer? We know a little Philly. Is it Philly Rucker or Philly Bump? Everybody's called Philip or Jeremy. It's an amazing thing. By the way, where's our friend Jeremy? Jeremy Barr, where are you? How come you're not doing a follow-up article on all my friends at Fox or having me on TV, Jeremy? Jeremy! pimple-faced, pervert-looking buffoon. I didn't say he's a pervert. In fact, I would argue he's not a pervert, Mr. Producer. And I don't even know. I said looking. Just mark my opinion, one man's opinion. Put a raincoat on him, you never know. And so now, ladies and gentlemen, here's what's going on. First, the bulk buys. So whatever we do, you see, They'll try and put a scarlet letter on it. We don't care, but that's a fact. Number two, they desperately one of these hate Trump books that trash you with all the gossip and the leaks. Hey, you know that the military's chief of staff compared Trump to Hitler? And you're supposed to chase down these anonymous quotes and so forth. These are reporters, of course. This is what they do. I hope those of you who are still on the sidelines will jump in now. We cannot allow them to steal the narrative at the moment. I just spent the first several segments of this program telling you what Biden's doing, what Facebook's doing. These are very, very serious issues, and we are in very, very serious times. These comic books that are dressed up as real books by these phony reporters... They're desperately trying to keep them number one on Amazon, number one on the New York Times list, number one. It's a psychological battle. That's what it is. So those of you who have not jumped in yet, Amazon.com, it's 40% off. They're available in Costco and Target and Walmart and Books a Million, everywhere. Now's the time to jump in. Now's the time to become part, become part of this movement at the ground level. It is, a, in fact, a spontaneous movement. And the, the American Marxists, they either know about it 
and don't know what to do about it, or they don't know about it, and we'll have to figure out what to do about it. But I want to strongly encourage you, if you haven't yet, to jump in. You know, the other day I told you I went to hot Costco. I go there every couple of weeks because I, I love the hot dogs there. And apparently they're never, ever going to increase the price of a hot dog and a soda. Fine by me, but it does draw me in there. And to their credit, they do have many books there. Barnes & Noble has many books. All the bookstores have many books, small and large. All the warehouse stores. BJ's and Sam's. Walmart has them. Target has them. You can't miss it. But if you want to have it tomorrow morning at your doorstep, you can jump in right now. There is no bulk book buying here, period. These are hundreds and thousands of you, red-blooded Americans of every color, every background, every corner of this country, who've had enough. Every day that goes by, you're losing a little bit of your liberty, as one great senator from Nevada, Paul Laxalt, once told me. And we are. Like this phony human infrastructure bill, how they change the words in order to push their Marxist agenda. Human infrastructure, ladies and gentlemen. You believe in human infrastructure, don't you? You don't think anybody should starve or people shouldn't be able to work because they have children or everybody should get health care? What's wrong with you? What are you, a white racist? Well, I'm not white. Well, it doesn't matter. Your mind is if your body's not. So let's do this, folks. There are many very thoughtful and kind reviews of the books now, on, the book now on MarkLevinShow.com. You can go to MarkLevinShow.com. Just fantastic. Our buddy Spiridon just wrote a beautiful one. David Limbaugh, literally an hour ago. Beautiful. Craig Shirley. Joel Pollack. Jeffrey Lord. We have so many wonderful people in this radio business who I've been talking with, who've invited me on their programs. So many wonderful friends on Fox who've invited me on their programs. We'll be on the 700 Club next week. We're doing everything we can to get the word out there. Now we need you. And look at the comments on Amazon. And if you've read the book and you like the book, put your own comments on Amazon. Share it. So far, at least that they're not censoring. We're at five stars now. The liberals will jump in. They don't know anything. This is what they do. All they know is how to burn down, not to build up. Forget about them. Look at the real comments. You can tell the real from the frauds. And, uh, and read the reviews. And you've listened to this program. And we're going to talk about corporations next. You know, we talked about public schools slash government schools, elementary, middle, high schools the other day. Yesterday, we talked about colleges and universities, and later, in the second hour, we're going to talk about, well, what about corporations? Just to to give you a flavor of this, and it's the last chapter. I've had friends who don't read books, who've read this book, and said, oh my God, my eyes are wide open. That's important. As I've told you many times, these are not adversaries. These are not opponents now. They are enemies. That's how they view you. 
And in order to understand how to claw our way out of the abyss and to deal with this, we need to use the right words, the right terms, and understand exactly what we're dealing with. That's the nature of politics. That's the nature of business. That's the nature of military operations. Whatever the operation, that's exactly what we need to do. And so that's why I've written this book. And I pray and I hope this has an enormous impact for liberty, public safety, for the police, for our, for our sovereignty, for our unity, even though we have diversity. I really hope it does. I hope it has the impact of Thomas Paine's American crisis. And I'm no Thomas Paine, and this is no American crisis. But we're in an American crisis. And I'm doing what I can. So please jump in. I'll be right back. in. the 21st largest podcast in the country. And what's interesting about that is we take our radio program and we tighten it up and we put it on the podcast so folks that can't listen to terrestrial radio or on the occasions when we're preempted or or delayed, pushed into the night, people are free to listen to the podcast. All the other podcasters that I'm aware of do unique programs, an hour or two and so forth and so on. So it is quite a statement from you people that we are the 21st biggest podcast in the nation. The 21st biggest in the nation. As I say, it's, it's not like I'm doing a new hour, a new two hours. We're taking this program, we're tightening up, we're streamlining it to make it available to people who cannot hear it in their cities because of, I say, sports preemptions or, or foolishness about running this show late at night or whatever it's done. And so you yourself can be your program director. And this is only growing our podcast. It's actually quite remarkable uh, what's taking place here. Quite remarkable. And that, of course, is thanks to you. Everything is thanks to you. Or none of this would be happening, would it? All right, Mr. Producer. By the way, we've made great strides, haven't we, Rich? To get our systems up and running, to get the laptop up and running, to really fix all of this, haven't we? And we've worked all day on it. We're going to work on it again tomorrow, and we're going to get this right. So we can move from like a North Korean technology to, you know, like a Venezuelan technology maybe. And uh, just kidding. We're, We're doing everything we can. All right. What can we do about these sporting leagues and these corporations that have obviously thrown in with the American Marxists? That is, they think they're buying peace. They think they're buying opportunity. You've seen this throughout much of the last century when the corporatists threw in with the fascists and they threw in with the communists. They're not that bright in that regard because they're not really capitalists. They don't really believe in the free market. And so they try to suck up to this group or suck up to that group. And you can see big tech working very, very closely with big government. I wanted to tell you folks that no sooner did I explain that what Pasaki said just empowered the Trump lawsuit and exposed them, it was just regurgitated 
on our favorite cable show. Excuse me, favorite cable network, wasn't it, Mr. Producer? I can't help it. That's what happens. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Well, our message is spreading like a virus. The point that I made really in the first segment of the first hour of the program is now all over the place. And that's a good thing. It reminds me of March 2017, Mr. Producer. When I got behind this microphone... And I pulled together several pieces, I called them exec- exhibits of evidence in public reports that told me that the Obama administration had been spying on Trump world. That's the way I put it. And that they abused the FISA court. This was based on leaks to newspapers and media outlets. I didn't conjure it up. I came under brutal assault for about a week. I had about three people who defended me, but I, I don't even need it. I defended myself. And from that day forward, we had congressmen, we had other talk show hosts beating their chests and patting themselves on the back of the head about how they figured it all out. You know, I got a call. I never told anybody this. That was what day? Was that a Thursday, Rich? Radio was first, and then I was on Fox and Friends Sunday with the great Pete Hegseth. And then I was on Hannity, on Monday with the great Sean Hannity. Nobody else wanted to hear from me, of course. But I'd gotten a call from the president. That Saturday, I think it was. And my wife and I, my mother-in-law, were in a movie theater. Remember those? Oh, yeah, remember those? Why is it the popcorn tastes better in a movie theater? Can you tell me that, Mr. Producer? It's like $20 for a barrel of 50 cents worth of popcorn because they have to make a living somehow. I, I get it. I don't. But anyway, for some reason, it tastes better. But, and he thanked me. He said he was astonished by this. And so now I simply listen to Pasaki and listen to the Surgeon General wearing the Air Force uniform or whatever he's wearing go on and on giving compelling statements about how, in fact, they're violating the First Amendment to the Constitution. We're working with Facebook. Our senior staff has been talking to them. We want to end misinformation, what we call disinformation. Uh, we're, you know, we're trying to stop people from doing this. and going. I said, oh, my God. You got your case here, President Trump and President Trump's lawyers. It's not a matter of a stretch or a supposition. It's a fact. And it's true. And it's now everywhere. Guests, hosts, everywhere. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing that we have this kind of impact because I now want to move to American Marxism. I told you, promised you we would take a look at corporations. What do we do about these corporations? What do we do 
about these corporatists, not capitalists, ladies and gentlemen, these corporatists, who do not believe in our liberty, who do not believe that our, our children being brainwashed is a problem. And so I start in American Marxism, in chapter 7 under the section labeled corporations, smartly enough. Ian Rand observed, quote, the greatest guilt, listen to how brilliant she was, the greatest guilt of modern industrialists is not the fumes of their factory smokestacks, but the pollution of this country's intellectual life, which they have condoned, assisted, and supported. Is that not right on the mark, Mr. Producer? The greatest guilt of modern industrialists is not the fumes of their factory smokestacks, but the pollution of this country's intellectual life, which they have condoned, assisted, and supported. Which is so true. For reasons discussed earlier, I write, and as bizarre as it may seem, many major corporations have adopted Black Lives Matter, other Marxist-oriented movements and agendas related to critical theory, and the Democrat Party's deceitful voter, voter schemes. In a campaign of repression, many seek to squelch free speech, censor non-conforming opinions and beliefs, and ban or boycott individuals, groups, other usually smaller businesses that do not comply with the new orthodoxy, and even Republican state legislatures. Moreover, they are indoctrinating their workforces with the ideology of various Marxist movements as a condition of employment. Remember, I turned this book in over three months ago. Of course, Donald Trump banned the federal government from using critical race theory in its training and from doing business with companies that use CRT and rejected efforts by the Democratic Party and their surrogate groups to eviscerate pre-2020 state voting laws. But these companies have now openly partnered with the Democratic Party against the Republican Party, withholding financial support from the latter and backing more of the former's candidates. Indeed, Joe Biden was their hands-on candidate for president. And Biden has hired numerous executives. Hold on. This is important. You have to turn the page properly. He's hired numerous executives. Among their ranks, he's hired numerous executives from social media uh, oligopolies, ladies and gentlemen. In addition, corporate CEOs are activists and propagandists for their causes, organizing petitions and letters and other politically motivated public efforts, even basing corporate success on achievements in social activism. Yet while virtue signaling here at home, Many of these same corporations are doing business with America's most dangerous enemy, Communist China's genocidal regime. They're expanding their ties with China or trying to enter the Chinese market and are silent about the horrific human rights violations in China, including the forced harvesting of organs, its massive network of concentration camps, and the torture, rape, and murder of Uyghur Muslims, among other minority groups. So much for their social signaling. Again, what can be done? Let me go through some of the ideas I mentioned. Can't go through everything. Number one, each of us in our circle of friends, associates, and neighbors can practice what I call patriotic commerce. That is, become an informed patriotic consumer. Together we have enormous economic clout, 
whether purchasing small everyday products and services, <coughs> excuse me, or making larger life-changing financial decisions. Each of us needs to take a little time to determine whether the individual or company with whom we intend to do business shares our worldviews. And I want to apologize. Every month, as you know, I get a needle in my left eye because I had a hemorrhage behind the retina. Today was the day. So I'm reading with one eye closed and one eye open. If they do or are neutral and stay out of politics, then we should support them, that is, corporations. If not, we should not do business with them and even organize boycotts against them as part of our BDS movements. Boycotting is something the American Marxists and their allies and surrogates have been doing for decades. We must push back. In fact, they have greatly ramped up these activities in recent years. Moreover, you should support economically companies that are targeted but refuse to cave to these mob tactics by purchasing their products and services. For example, when Goya's CEO said supportive words about President Trump, his company was boycotted by the Marxist brigades. But the pushback by patriotic Americans was swift and profound, who rallied to the company's aid by purchasing so many Goya products, the store shelves were cleared. That's the power you have. The lesson learned is that in addition to personally and collective boycotting companies, we must support pro-American companies as well. Furthermore, use social media to expose, pressure, and organize protests against politically and ideologically hostile corporations. And more on big tech later. Go to shareholder meetings. Listen, go to shareholder meetings in large numbers and make your voices heard. This includes corporate media and big tech companies. The Free Enterprise Project, FEP, files shareholder resolutions, engages corporate CEOs and board members at shareholder meetings, petitions the Securities and Exchange Commission for interpretive guidance, and sponsors effective media campaigns to create the incentives for corporations to stay focused on their missions. And you can assist in these efforts. This group, FEP, can be found here, and I give you the link. Other groups do this as well. You can be a part of patriotic, shareholder-driven campaigns. You can lobby state legislators to investigate these corporations, particularly those that do business with communist China. Pressure them to divest all state pension and other funds from their companies. Again, I don't expect everybody to do everything. I'm just giving you ideas and things that we must do. Number two. How do you know which corporations have sided with Marxist groups and causes, such as the critical race theory movement, or otherwise involved in political and or policy matters with which you disagree? Of course, the Internet makes available significant information that may provide this information, as do corporate prospectuses, that is, corporations' movements and Democrat Party. Big media use their corporate clout to try to destroy nonconforming news and opinion organizations, For example, AT&T-owned CNN repeatedly advocates for deplatforming the Fox News channel and banning its hosts. And of course, big tech does the same against smaller social media businesses. Let us remember that when cable TV and later social media were developed, they were celebrated as providing more options and choices for news consumers. Instead, corporate acquisitions and consolidation have led to a relative few corporatists controlling the content and distribution of information throughout the country, and now, obviously, coordinating, colluding with the federal government. This is simply intolerable. 
Respecting big tech, if you use social media, you should find alternatives to the corporate oligarchs. I'm not tech-savvy, but I know enough to suggest a few. Parler, MeWe, and Discord's community forums, Rumble, Vimeo, and BitChute, and the DuckDuckGo search engine, which I use, and there are others you can find on the Internet. Moreover, you can monitor big tech's oligopolist censorship activities by using the Media Research Center's Free Speech America Project and its Censor Track website, and I give you the link. There's so much information available to us out there from the good guys. And there's so many things that can be done in terms of filings and attending meetings and events. But the root cause of big tech's power and abuse goes back to the protection granted it by Congress in 1996. This won't be new news to you. Under Section 230 of the Community Decency Act. As Rachel Bavard of the Conservative Partnership Institute, CPI, explains, it protects the big tech companies from being sued for the content users post on their sites. The law also creates a liability shield for the platforms to restrict access or availability of material that the provider or user considers to be objectionable, whether or not such material is constitutionally protected. And she adds, a handful of big tech companies now controlling the flow of most information in a free society. Think about this. And they are doing so aided and abetted by government policy. That these are merely private companies exercising their First Amendment rights is a reductive framing which ignores that they do so in a manner that is privileged. They are immune to liabilities to which other First Amendment actors, like newspapers, are subject. And also that these content moderation decisions occur at an extraordinary and unparalleled scale. And so I point out, when Republicans next control Congress and the presidency, they must aggressively be pressured to withdraw Section 230 immunity from big tech. It's going to take a lot of work, because President Trump attempted to do that, but was thwarted by his own party. And now, as I discussed in the first segment of the first hour, I believe Facebook and big tech, and I believe Pisaki and the Biden administration, have handed an enormous advantage to the Trump lawyers and those who now challenge big tech. By bragging about and celebrating the fact in front of all of us that they are working with big tech, particularly Facebook, to censor information that they don't agree with. Because it's a health emergency, don't you know? Everything's a health emergency. Killing nursing home patients, that's a health emergency. Destroying small businesses, that's a health emergency. You get the drift. Am I running out of time, Rich? Well, I can't go through it all, but I address Zuckerberg, I address big media, big tech in here. I address sports leagues and individual teams and what we can do about that, too. And I hope you will take the opportunity to acquire your copy and look at it. But don't just jump to the last chapter. The first six are very important. How many times have I asked, what about the media, chapter six? What about critical race theory? What about, what about open borders? What about this transgender movement in our elementary schools? That's in the book. What about this climate change and the Green New Deal and all the rest of it? That's in the book. And a lot of it goes back to the roots of where this, these ideologies come from and what they're intended to do. And as I've said over and over again, we need to understand, all of us need to understand exactly what's going on. Not the end results, but exactly who it is and what they were taught and how this is happening in order 
to confront this if we're going to have a shot. If we're going to have a shot. That's the point of American Marxism. Now those people out there who regurgitated what I said in the media, the first segment of the first hour, maybe they will embrace this book. I doubt it, but they should too. I'll be right back. Social movement theory. What's Mark talking about? It's right there in the first chapter. It's widely taught throughout our colleges and universities, the people surrounding Biden. Collective identity, collective beliefs, and collective consciousness. You see, they dehumanize and diminish the individual. Free will, independent thinking. Collective identity, collective beliefs, collective consciousness. Social movement theory. That is exactly what's taking place. So you need censorship to have collective identity, collective beliefs, and collective consciousness. You need censorship. That's exactly what the Biden administration is doing. When you read the book, you'll see who's promoting this. You'll know their names, you'll know the books. And you'll know it's a fact. But they do more. In addition to to teaching collective identity, collective beliefs, and collective consciousness under the social movement theory, they're teaching oppositional protest. They're teaching students to be, quote-unquote, combat-ready. They're teaching activism. And in some classrooms, they're even teaching activism as violence. And so I call this chapter Breeding Mobs. Breeding Mobs. And then there's the next chapter, Hate America, Inc. Indoctrination and brainwashing. Lying about American history. Things such as the 1619 Project. Because you see, we need to free individuals from their individualism. And we need to free them from our history, our customs, and traditions. And of course, existing mores. This is what Marx demands. And that's what's going on. I'll be right back. Tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Likewise, Mr. President. Likewise, sir. Let's go to Teresa. Hickory, North Carolina, the great WHKY. Teresa, you're on. Go right ahead, please. Hi, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. I just love your program. Thank Um, you. I listen to you before I go to bed at night just to get a sense of balance against everything else I hear during the day. Thank you. But um, uh, the censorship plans you were talking about earlier, um, I was thinking, according to the Marxist-leaning left, belief in God is not an absolute. Wouldn't that be considered disinformation? And accordingly... Wouldn't religious programming, that confusing opiate, their words, of the great unwash, 
need to be strictly censored and regulated? I don't know. I just don't like going down this road. And uh, whatever they think they're going to do, we've got to slap this immediately, slap it down. And uh, as you told the call screener, no, they have no standards on what they're doing here. Just to call something a health emergency and information moves too quickly. And uh, this, this, this government is grabbing powers uh, that it does not have a right to grab. And it's grabbing them as fast as they can. They're trying to tear down all the barriers in our Constitution uh, to a centralized, uh, centralized power. They have the media on their side, the mouthpieces out there. Uh, and biz- people running around buying books, trashing Donald Trump. That's what they think. Uh, that's what they think is important. Three of them in the top five on Amazon.com. One of them is number one, because it's being pushed hard by the Washington Post. These are the shiny objects of a society that is collapsing. So we have got to keep doing what we need to do. Thank you, oh, Teresa. Don't hang up. We'll give you a signed copy of American Marxism. Thank you. All right, let us continue. Let us go to Julie in Los Angeles, California, XM Satellite. Julie, go right ahead, please. Mark, I am so honored to speak with you. Um, I just started listening about four months ago, and I wish I had been listening to you the last 30 years. Um, Well, I've only been on almost 20, but but you could have listened to me for 30, right? Exactly right, and uh, I'd like your wife. I listen to you on podcasts the next day while I'm walking. Thank you. Okay, so um, you mentioned a few days ago that it's really important that people connect with each other in their local community. Mm-hmm. So I thought, with everyone buying a book right now in their local bookstore, if they see well, I don't know about everyone, but uh, certainly a number of people are. Yes. Well, those who are, um, they could share information with each other if they would like, because they probably live in the local community, share emails, share uh, phone numbers, whatever they want, so they can connect to each other in their local Well, that's the goal. The goal is for everybody to be the Paul Revere out there, do it in your own role, but I've talked about formalizing this into these community committees, and that people just take charge and say, okay, this is my neighborhood, this is my community, this is what we're going to do, the school board's meeting next Friday, this is what we're going to do, and, and you have an agenda, and you network with other such groups throughout the country. This, I feel, would be enormously effective. We have some groups like this already. We can learn from these groups. There's so much information out there, and it needs to be shared, and it needs to be discussed on our street. Look, when I walk the dog, People come up to me all the time in my neighborhood, and I talk to them and so forth. This is what we, we need to kind of formalize it a little bit more, the way the left does. The left, these Marxists, they wake up in the morning with hate in their heads, with fire in their eyes, 24-7, trying to figure out how to destroy what we love. We can't do that 24-7, but we can get more involved, whether it's from our desk, whether it's attending meetings, whether it's going to shareholder events, a whole bunch of stuff I have in the book. There's a lot of things that we can do as citizens, many, many things that we can do. If we just don't turn the other cheek, if we just don't close our eyes to it, if we just, rather than say, oh, holy mackerel, look what's going on, all right, what's for dinner? We've got to do more. Thank you for your call. Don't hang up. I want to send you a signed copy. And I'm not just giving you bumper sticker stuff. I have specifics in the book. And many of you have specifics too. That's why we need to get involved in communicating with each other in a more formal way. Patrick, 
Garterville, Nevada. On the Mark Levin app, Patrick, how are you? Mark, I'm just fine. By the way, you are, without a shadow of a doubt, and I've said this to you before in other phone calls, you are our national treasure. You oh, boy. Are. Well, you're very kind. I don't know about that, but thank you. Now, you prove it again with your newest book. I, I got my book the other day. I've got seven other books that went out to six people that are purely conservative and one who's a quasi-socialist, which is my daughter, which breaks my heart. Yeah. But we've got, to, we've got to take the gloves off, boss. We've got to, as Peter Finch said in the movie one time, I, I'm mad as hell and I don't want to take this anymore. No, yeah, movie I don't was want network. to take this anymore. That's right. And, yeah, things, and, we, and we can focus this energy in ways. We, we, we are so powerful. We are so numerous. We have so many resources. Uh, but we don't think like the other side, and we don't, we don't uh, centralize activity like the other side. And what I'm saying is we don't have to do any of that, but there are things we can do. Think about the early patriots. Think about the early colonists. Think about how they communicated. Think about what they did. And they, they put everything on the line. And now... These people are abusing our children, brainwashing them with racist, Marxist crap, even the vile sexual stuff. Uh, think about what they're trying to do to our economy. They're trying to destroy our economic system. Every one of you who works for a living, well, you're going to be on the line here. And, they, they, and, they, and the attacks on, uh, on the immigration side, what they're doing, regardless of people's colors and background and all the rest of it, we're not even talking about that. We're talking about how this is being undermined by the, by the, uh, by, by the Marxist left and the Democrat Party. And you notice they all march together. You notice the media march right with them. Uh, what we talked about earlier in the program with this censorship effort by the government working with Facebook and big tech, big media won't even blink. They don't have a problem with it whatsoever. But, Patrick, I want to thank you uh, for your patriotism. I want to thank you for what you've done. And don't hang up. We'll send you a copy, signed copy, of American Marxism. Let's keep rolling. Let's go to Ryan, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Beautiful area. Ryan, Chattanooga, Tennessee on the Mark Levin app. Go right ahead, sir. First of all, Mark, I just want to say thank you so much for uh, taking my call, sir. Thank you. And on top of that, it's just started uh, listening to you probably about a year and a half ago and just wanted to tell you thank you so much for the impact that you've had on uh, my life that I'm able to convey the information that are um, that are contained in your books and actually what I'm doing is that uh, I bought your bar, uh, your book American Marxism and I've actually formed a group with a friend of mine and we're actually going to go through and study it and then we're going to go back through all your other books and study those as well and then Book ended again with American Marxism, just to reinforce everything. Well, uh, I am. Uh, I, 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 I am humbled. I, I want to thank you very, very much. And I think by the time you get done with American Marxism, you're going to be ready to act. I really do, all of you folks. And that's exactly yes, the way to do it. We need groups. You know, we have groups for everything. We have groups for politics. We have groups for uh, psychological issues. We have groups for 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 uh, whatever garage sales and so forth. We ought to have groups, they can be small groups, to defend our country and defend our liberty. I don't think that's asking too much. Thank you for your call, my friend. Don't hang up. We want to get you a signed copy of the book. I'll be right back. Mark Levin.
In this so-called human infrastructure bill, massive expansion of the welfare state, the child tax credit for any couple that earns $150,000 or less. They won't expand it also for 15 months. What they're doing is they're trying to create a minimum income where everybody gets a check, you'll thank the Democrats, and you'll vote for a Democrat. This isn't supposed to be the psychology of the American experiment. Where they get the constitutional authority for this would be a long explanation because it travels through a period of uh, 70, 80 years, really, and the deterioration of the court's willingness to stand up to these abuses. So now we have massive redistribution of wealth. And they have massive tax increases, and they're lying. They say it's all paid for. There's going to be massive tax increases that won't even come close to paying for all this because it's, it's unimaginable. Human beings have never spent this kind of money before. They've never done these sort of things before. They're crazy. Even Marxist regimes can't spend this much because they don't have it. But here we are. A tax on the Constitution, a tax on the capitalist system, a tax on education and, your, and, um, and what's taught to your children, a tax on American sovereignty, a tax on our voting system, a tax on the court system, and now, of course, the icing on the cake, the destruction of our currency. Did you see that inflation for basic goods was up 7%, Mr. Producer, over 7% this month? Over 7%. And the idiot who runs the Fed, he said, it's temporary. What's temporary? Based on what? Based on nothing. And he's oblivious to all the news that's swirling around him that the Democrats want to spend $3.5 trillion on human infrastructure, a massive increase of the welfare state. And they want to include things in there like massive amnesty for illegal aliens. It's unbelievable what's in this bill. And there's Manchin. I'm still undecided. West Virginia, you got to kick his ass out of the Senate. This is just crazy. And Cinema, who was holding out there for a while, but she's under pressure. Not good under pressure. Unbelievable. It's 50-50 in the Senate. What happens one day when it's 53-47 and they have the 53? They're going to ram through every damn thing? I say abolish the United States Senate. What the hell's the point? You're supposed to be able to use a filibuster. You're supposed to be deliberative. It's, it's prostituted anyway. It's bastardized anyway is what I'm trying to say. Why? Because originally it was supposed to represent the state legislatures. Now it attacks the state legislatures. Hey, pass H.R. 1 or S. 1 where we can nationalize our voting system. These senators were supposed to come from the states, representing the state legislatures. Now they want to destroy the power of the state legislatures. It's the damnest thing. So I say get rid of the Senate. What's the point of the Senate? The Democrats like to say, one man, one vote, excuse me. One it, one vote. One he, one vote. One her, one vote. Okay, great. The Senate's not set up that way. Two senators from California... Two senators from Rhode Island. So get rid of it. You want a parliament? You want a pure democracy? You want a French revolution? Then get rid of the Senate. It makes no sense. 
If you're going to get rid of the filibuster rule, if you're going to nationalize the election system and cut out the state legislatures, the Senate is more damning and more dangerous and more evil. So get rid of the damn thing. Well, I don't know what else to say. It makes no sense. Their arguments make no sense. As far as I'm concerned, why have a Senate? What's the Senate represent anyway, seriously? What does it represent? Not the state legislatures. Not even close. They're the enemy of the state legislature. Just listen to these fools. Do you think I'm kidding? No, I want our constitutional system. Don't get me wrong, but they don't. Let's go to Bruce, Cleveland, Ohio, X. Okay. Jimmy in Brooklyn, the great WABC. Go right ahead. Mark, your By the way, let me just say this. I want to thank Bruce in Cleveland. I'm sorry. I tried to get to as many callers as I could. He said he went to Costco and bought 12 books. Listen. I'm not trying to turn this into only callers who talk about books call. You call about anything we're talking about, seriously. But I do want to thank Bruce. And if he calls back, we'll get him a signed copy. Jimmy, go right ahead, my friend. Mark, everything you're saying, I, I, from what I hear from what you're saying, describing the book, I agree with all of it. I could back you up. Hell's going to come down on you, but we could fight back. I mean, I have my information. I have my documents. You have yours. Eventually, we share it all. This has to be a mass movement. When you watch the old movies and you see how a preacher comes into town and he reads from the Bible, preaching the Gospels, we have to do something similar to that wherever we go, whoever we meet. All right, Jimmy, don't hang up. We'll get you a signed book. We'll be right back, folks. Here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Let me, let me uh, share this with you folks, if you agree. Don't chase these books by Washington Post reporters, by a Wall Street Journal reporter, by this guy, Michael Wolf. They do this to us every time. Maybe it's a Bob Woodward. Maybe it's the president's niece, that is Trump. They create this hype, they have this gossip, it gets us absolutely nowhere. Nowhere. This is too many publishing houses today, this is how they operate. They do it through provocative press releases and headlines, they get them on CNN, they get them on the Washington Post. Don't fall for this. Don't fall for this. I know what they're doing. I know what they're doing. Step back and look what's taking place in your own lives. Look what's taking place in your own schools. Let's, look what's taking place with inflation. Look what's taking place with the attack on our energy and our economic system and our border and all the rest of it. This is what stands in front of us. So all the hype... 
of these three books, three Trump-hating books all at once, and they have all kinds of memos and quotes, and this one hated that one, and this one said that, and he's Hitler. Folks, it doesn't get us anywhere. Now, I know that that's, that's dog food for the whistleblowing left. I got it. I know it. But why do we get involved in this stuff and waste our time with it? We have our own mission. We have our own uh, concerns, our principles to defend, and so forth. It just amazes me. It amazes me that we get distracted. Not you, but you understand. We get distracted by this sort of thing. What did Bob Woodward write a year ago? Who the hell even remembers? And why does it matter? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. What about the last New York Times article that was important? They aren't important. It doesn't matter. What matters is what we do. We already know what we're confronting. We don't need to be hit over the head with it. We got it. We know. What we need to learn is, what have they written? What are they saying? Where does this come from? We don't need repetition. By the way, this isn't aimed at any person or anything else. For my enemies out there. And so I would just caution. The other thing is, there's too many lemmings. Or plagiarists, if you will. We need independent thinkers in these various businesses, whether it is writing books, doing radio, doing TV, and so forth. It's not follow the leader. It's not the Pied Piper. Think for ourselves, right? All of us. Think for ourselves. So there are movements afoot in this country that are targeting your lifestyle, that are targeting your children and what's in their minds, that are destroying a whole notion of citizenship. They're at war with our economic system. Those of us who work and seek opportunity, they're at war with us. They've got legislation on the table right now that will fundamentally, massively increase the welfare state forever through a budget bill. So don't be distracted by their books. What did, uh, what did Millie say? I don't care what Millie said. Well, what did Jerry Kushner say to this one, and, and the RNC, and, and, and Rona this one? And who cares? Why do I care? And the whole goal here is to, of these books, is to hype the Trump-hating stuff, to distract you and me. We've got to be focused here. Take what's going on, swirling around very, very seriously. So uh, that is what I would suggest to you, as strongly as I know how. I don't write gossip books. But coming from the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal, and this other hitman, this Michael Wolf, and so how many times are we going to go through this? Oh, we're shocked and shocked at what this one said and that one said. I'm not shocked anymore. We know that this is the problem. We got it. We understand it. We, we, we've lived through this. We have lived through this. 
Anyway, you won't find me helping these, these reporters sell books. Not going to happen. By pulling a statement this one said or that one said. This, this is the sort of the prototypical book that is written by these left-wing reporters. And this is how they enrich themselves. I don't mean to be preachy. I'm just explaining. How do these books go so high up on the, uh, on the Amazon list and so uh, are, are placed in front of the bookstores? Because they're hype. They're hype. All right, let's take some calls here. All right, just sent me a new list, and so I shall go to the... Bruce is back! Bruce, Cleveland, Ohio, XM Satellite. Thanks for calling back, Bruce. How are you? Well, I'm fine. Thank you very much for taking my call, and I do apologize for having to get off, but I had no, to that's get my Don't granddaughter, worry so I couldn't yeah. hold... But anyway, um, long, long time listener, uh, both to your radio show and to your television show. And uh, it's the first time I'm calling in on any show whatsoever, radio-wise. And I just wanted to thank you um, for what you do to help explain to Americans what is going on. Um, you are so precise in explaining to people about the situation. My wife and I have learned a lot from you. We learn from other people as well. But we thank you for the books that you write. We thank you every day that your show conveys so much information and what we consider truth, facts, not slanted information, um, you know, to help the Americans who really care about this country. And I just wanted to tell you that. Well, and as, as the gentleman, you know, told you before, yes, what happened was I went to Costco and I was there the other day. They did not have your book. And I was looking for it. And I was really shocked at the selection of books that they have, which to me are all leaning left. And, um, I was in there today, and I came out. My wife's in the car listening to your show when you were talking about Jesse Waters and so forth. And she said, did they have your book? And I said, I was here you know, two days ago. They didn't have it. Well, go back and look. Well, I did. I went back in, and I bought a dozen copies wow. and, you know, for gifts for friends and some relatives. And you know, that's how strongly you feel about your oh, writings. You. And we do have a lot of your books, and we really appreciate what you do. And I want well, to thank you. get on right. and, and tell you that. Well, don't, I really appreciate you. are very, very kind. Don't hang up. We're going to send you a signed copy, and God bless you, my friend. And my understanding is Costco took a lot of books, and they're out there for people who want them. And really, I don't want to turn this into a Mark, we love you show. I'm still alive. I do thank you all very, very much for your enormously kind words. And I would just encourage you not to be distracted these books, these hate Trump books, uh, these provocative books, these books, these same books, book cycle after book cycle after book cycle, these reporters write the same damn thing, create controversy, promote controversy, 
make a million, two million, ten million dollars, and then uh, you don't even know what the hell they wrote about three months later. I would not contribute to that. That's part of, the, of what I talk about in the seventh chapter. I would not contribute to that. I would not pay a lot of attention to that. It doesn't matter. What matters now is what are we going to do about all this? No more gossip, no more allegations, this sort of thing. CNN hyped the hell out of that, uh, that book with General Milley today. Couldn't hype it enough. This is what they do, folks. There's no book on Joe Biden like this, and there's not going to be one. There's not going to be one. They have three of them, three of them on Trump. I'm not going to talk about any of them. I'll be right back. Lovin. I haven't mentioned this tonight. I have forgotten to mention I apologize. I will be on Hannity tonight on Fox in about an hour, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll be on Hannity tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And I hope you can check us out. And um, I don't know why I forgot that. I don't know. All right, Mr. Producer, let's see who we have here. I'm trying, folks, trying. We're going to have this all fixed soon enough. Let's take a few more calls. Wow, we're getting a lot of calls. Let's see. Um, Gabe, Tom's River, New Jersey, the great WABC. Gabe, how are you? Mark, thank you so much for taking my call. How are you? You bet. Thank you. Thank you. So first of all, obviously, I pre-ordered a book of American Marxism. I haven't read it yet, but I'm definitely pumped. Thank you. Um, secondly, I just wanted to mention, uh, I think one thing that I think is very important to point out in regards to what we could do against, like, you know, corporate uh, businesses, corporate America that does things that are very woke and very uh, anti-liberty and anti uh mm-hmm. American values, I think people get very caught up in the numbers and like, oh, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter if I unsubscribe. They have so many customers, it won't make a difference. But I think uh, people don't realize numbers matter. I mean, if, if, if you see the NFL's ratings the last three years, I mean, they tank. I mean, the NFL's still around, but don't get me wrong. Like, Do you see what happened in the All-Star game? The ratings absolutely tanked. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I'm, I'm losing you. Yeah, no, I saw what happened with the All-Star game. It was absolutely insane, and, you know, honestly, I'm happy it happened, and I think the more that people wake up, the more this stuff is going to happen. And, you know, like, like for example, I remember when you uh, left Facebook. I'm like, you know what? I don't need Facebook either. I, I got rid of Twitter once Trump was kicked off, and it's like, you know, my personal account might not make a difference, but numbers make a difference. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree 100%, and uh, they really do matter. And, you know... Corporations are very nervous all the time, uh, but they're not nervous about us because we don't make enough of a stink. And so that whole section of the book, which I didn't finish, which people can read on their own, uh, is about us making a bigger stink, among other things. And using our power, again, power in numbers, we have, we have resources, there are tens of millions of us. And look, we're not going to have big media with us, so it's going to be up to us to talk to each other and do these other things. And it doesn't help when there's all these, these three Trump-hating books three Trump-hating books, ignore these Trump-hating books. Ignore CNN and others who promote these Trump-hating books. Who cares about those books? 
We have a country to save. And that is a hell of a lot of work. Gabe, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And we will send you a signed copy of American Marxism. Please do not hang up. Kent, Hickory, North Carolina, the great WHKY. Kent in North Carolina, go right ahead, please. Mr. Levin, it's truly an honor. Thank Uh, you. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, I was just wondering what uh, might be with regards to uh, the the, uh, spokes idiot's uh, comments Mm -hmm. that you were referring to in the first couple of sections. Does that uh, happen to open up the government for anything in regards to accountability? Uh, If they are censoring certain things out and they happen to miss something, is that... uh... No, I mean, there's uh, there's no legal action per se as a general matter, as a cause of action. But if the government is, in fact, interfering with free speech and promoting censorship, um, assuming the court still has enough uh, sensibilities about it. Um, Yes, that violates the First Amendment of the Constitution. There's no question about it. There's simply no question about it. And as I said in the first segment, and you're hearing it all over now, and that's okay, you can go to Right Scoop, by the way. He's posted it up there, our buddy Brian, if you haven't heard it. Uh, Yeah, uh, that, that kind of a lawsuit could be brought. But, you know, there should be political consequences to it. The drop of a hat, they always wanted to impeach Trump. But you don't even hear the word impeachment when it comes to Biden. Despite his lawlessness, despite his, his vile, poisonous, cancerous propaganda, despite his uh, executive actions and all the rest, you never even heard the, hear the word impeachment come up. All right, Kent, don't hang up. It'll be my pleasure to send you a signed book as well. Thank you, my friend. I guess we're going to run out of these books fast. Let us go to Catherine. Pasadena, California. I love Pasadena, California, except for the fact that Adam Schiff represents part of Pasadena, California. I don't know how the hell that happened. 870 AM, the answer. Catherine, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Mark? Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Listen, I was thinking a lot about the Thomas Paine pamphlets and how we're supposed to talk to each other, which you mentioned. And uh, a lot of us, uh, even years ago, got poo-pooed. I know I did. And they'd say, oh, Catherine, that's never going to happen, you know, Mm -hmm. like you've been talking about. And here we are, right? Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of us that are afraid that we can't do anything, that's the ticket, because we all like to talk to friends over coffee or whatever, and they are going to start calling on us because they will remember calling us kooky and it's all come to pass when it finally sinks in and they get a clue in their little dense heads they're going to come running to people like us because Mm -hmm. we knew a long time ago before they did maybe so and we got to make sure we run to other people and inform them and i think we will and just by having this book reading this book putting it on your coffee table taking it with you on an airplane or however you use it, wherever you put it, or if you're a trucker or you, uh, you drive a taxi or Uber or, or Lyft or what have you, and uh, you have the audio, I think, uh, as I say, if you look at Amazon, the comments, the legitimate comments there, you're going to see what people really think who've been reading it, and you're gonna, you've heard some of the people who call in here. And uh, i got to be honest, I get worn out. 
I get worn out sometimes encouraging people to do things that for me are instinctive. But on the other hand, I've got to do what I've got to do behind this microphone. And that's why I'm encouraging everybody to jump in as fast as they can, as fast as they can. So we can keep moving on, and I want to keep uh, contributing to this by giving you a little feel of what's in the book. I'm not going to sit here and read the whole thing. And I want to thank you all. And don't hang up, ma'am. We want to send you a signed copy, too. We are filled with patriots in this audience. This much I know. This much I know. You are the point of the spear. You are the people who are going to make sure that this country does not collapse. You're Levinites. I'll be right back. Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. Let us uh, go to Caleb in Los Angeles, the great 870 The Answer, K-R-L-A. How are you, Caleb? I'm doing wonderful, Mark. How are you doing? Beautiful. Very well, thank you. It's my absolute pleasure to speak with you. Thank you, sir. Uh, now you know, tell me what you uh, what tell I me mean, what's it's, up. It's really Go ahead. Well, oh gosh, I feel like I could go on for an hour about that, but uh you know, I've been listening to you for I mean just religiously for the past 5 to 6 years. Thank you. As well on uh, your radio show, um well as your uh Sunday show Life Liberty in the Van. You are just a wealth of knowledge. I've been acquiring as many books as I can that I didn't know about before I started listening to you and sharing them with friends and family, trying to convert people. And, I mean, it's just you do an unbelievable job. At, uh, Boy, I, I tell you what, I've got, to, I've got to take more callers. This is awfully nice. Go right ahead. So I just, I, I, yeah, I'm looking really forward. I was, I was really blessed to be listening to your, to your program when you, you were mentioning the tickets for the Reagan Library were about to sell out uh, last week or the week before, and I jumped on it and got a ticket. So I'm looking really forward to coming and. Oh, that'll be great! Remind have, me. Uh, have yeah. dinner. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else? Going to be a. I'm just, uh, you know, keep. Keep fighting the good fight. I got All my right. first three books. Uh, my wife just called me oh. to deliver them. I'm gonna. I mean, they got delivered to my house. I had them on pre-order, so they're there waiting for me. And I'm gonna give one to my my daughter, who's uh, getting on the front lines of indoctrination up in the Northern California oh, school system. But yep. we got to get her. Uh, you know, she's in college in Humboldt County right now. So well, Caleb, I look very forward to meeting you. Let me send you a signed copy. Uh, you're still coming through the line. You'll still get a signed copy, but nonetheless, uh, I want to thank you very, very much, and I appreciate you very much. Let's go to Jackson, Bloomington, Illinois, XM Satellite. Jackson, how are you? How are you, Mr. Levin? Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for taking my call. Like I said, uh, I'm 20 years old, actually, and my uh, my father introduced me to your show, introduced me to you, Mr. Uh, Rush Limbaugh and all the greats. Oh, um, yes. So I just want to say I appreciate everything you have to say, and I thank definitely you. learn a great deal every single day listening to you. Well, thank you. Um, I also want to say I pre-ordered a couple of your books from Barnes and Noble, so I have those to look forward to picking those up very soon. And uh, a topic you haven't touched on uh, today, I don't believe. Maybe you have earlier. However, 
critical race theory. I mean, this is a topic that a lot of people just want to dismiss. Obviously, you've touched on it many times, but it's real. It 100% is real. As a 20-year-old, I've lived through it. I see it all the time um, in my classes in college. I've seen it in high school. I've seen it in junior high. And it's just hate-filled. You know, they talk about in the media critical race theory. If we don't have it, we don't talk about slavery. That's completely false, 100% mm-hmm. false. We talk about those tough subjects, but the whole ideal surrounding it is that white people are bad, black people are always oppressed. Bringing down people and telling people that they have absolutely um, um, no starting ground and that they cannot work their way up, especially kids and college students my age, people just don't do their own research, so they just buy into it. And it's very unfortunate. So, a couple of Well, it would be really great if people walk into the classroom with a copy of uh, American Marxism. And, of course, this is covered very, very thoroughly, and I've talked about it over the course of the last three months. This is a very, very serious topic. You're correct. And there are many very, very serious topics. We're getting hit from all sides. Um, and depending on your walk of life, one may be a priority over another. But they're all a priority. And so, yes, I address each and every one of them, including that one especially. And... Um, and you're 20 years old, and you're way ahead, the cur- ahead of the curve, and I want to thank you. So don't hang up. I want to send you a signed copy of American Marxism. I know we're going to run out of these books at some point here, but while I have them, while the publisher's given them to me, I'll sign them, and, uh, and we'll get them out, because I think it's very, very important, uh, you know, particularly if you take the time to call in and so forth. Wholesale prices rose 7.3% in June from a year ago for a record surge. Now, why do you think that happened? Now, you'll be lied to. You'll say it's because the virus is over. And yet, the Democrats and the left don't want you to really believe the virus is over. They don't want you to experience freedom again and mobility and capitalism. 7.3%. This is man-made, this inflation. This is Democrat Party-made. Now, the Republicans have spent an enormous amount of money. Don't get me wrong. But the Democrats are so far over the top, it's just unbelievable. And there's more to come. There's more to come. And uh, 7.3% in June, folks? This is a disaster. And then we see that this guy, Manchin, who's dumb as a doorknob out of West Virginia, and that's not why he's dumb as a doorknob. He's dumb as a doorknob because he's dumb as a doorknob. And by the way, West Virginia is becoming the state where people want to escape to. I've certainly thought about it, and it is a beautiful state, incidentally, with wonderful people. But this guy, Manchin, I mean, this has amnesty in it. This has a massive expansion of the welfare state in it. It has the bankruptcy of Medicare because they want to expand Medicare while Medicare is going under. Rather than trying to figure out how to save it, they've stolen hundreds of billions out of Medicare to fund this disastrous Obamacare. You've got all kinds of stuff in here. Massive tax increases. All kinds of social and cultural agendas are addressed in this spending bill, $3.5 trillion. I mean, they just spent $2.3 trillion, and we heard that $400 billion of it, $400 billion of it, was stolen. By people who either didn't deserve it or by foreign actors. There's no accountability here. You only get rewarded if you spend money. It's an amazing thing. They want to expand the child tax credit because Biden says it'll help eliminate poverty. 
people making up to $150,000 getting a child tax credit for the next 15 damn months? What is he talking about? Man, oh man, Ashevitz, just because he's stupid doesn't have to drag the rest of us down there, does he? No, I don't think so. 1.8 million Americans turned down jobs due to generous unemployment benefits. A survey was done as in the New York Post. One point, what are we doing to ourselves? Well, we aren't doing anything. What are they doing to us? A great deal. Even to our own mindset. Look at the psychology of this country. I mean, you have, you have young people, once they get through the indoctrination mill of universities and colleges, who despise capitalism who believe America is racist because they're hearing this repeatedly. And then there's social circuits in in universities and colleges when they're away from home. Quintessential indoctrination and brainwashing. That's why, who cares if there's three Trump-hating books out there by these reports? This is what I don't understand. Oh, look at this. It's not news. Who cares? I'll be right back. Lovin. Hard to be on the radio and TV at the same time, <laughs> isn't it, Mr. Producer? Yeah, I mean, just a little different, I think. All right, let's see here. That didn't work, Mr. Producer. Ay, ay, ay. All right, let's take a call while I'm searching around here. All right, let us go to um, Bob. In Serling, Illinois, XM Satellite wants to talk about inflation. Uh, go right ahead, Bob. Hey, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. Can you hear me okay? I can. Thank you. Perfect. Um, yeah, so long-time listener. Thank you again thank for taking you. the call. Oh, you um, got it. So I'm in, <laughs> so I'm in manufacturing, and uh, I wanted to just provide your, you know, your opinion on the inflation and whether you think it's intentional what they're doing with just pumping all this money into the economy. Um, back in 2020, when everything... Uh, well, let me first, answer the question. I don't think they care. Well, that might be I, true, too. <laughs> I don't think they care if there's inflation or not. If there's inflation, they'll blame it on someone else. They'll lie about it, and they'll say we need more government to stem inflation. That's always the answer. And if the system collapses, all the better, because all the firewalls will collapse... And, uh, and they'll empower themselves more. Just look what happened during the virus. Just look what happens when we have these situations, man-made and otherwise. They grab more power. Right. Go ahead. I think it's pretty telling. I mean, yeah, right. So the point I guess I was trying to make is we had basically no production and a ton of demand because of all this extra cash, um, which obviously increased demand. I can tell you right now, just raw materials in the industry that I'm in are up, you know, 300%, 400% over last year. Shipping is up 300% over last year. And, like, there's really – I'm only 27 years old, and I'm – I mean, I'm, I have an engineering degree, but I'm in sales now. I'm not an economist. I don't deal with this kind of stuff. There's got to be somebody whispering in Biden's ear that, like, this is a major problem, right? I mean, people smarter than me probably Why does know. there have to be somebody in Biden's ear whispering it? People are saying it openly that it's a problem, and he ignores them. 
He ignores the border where we have a crisis. He ignores the fact that the communist Chinese are massively increasing their military while we are not. He ignores the fact that there's mass murder going on in our inner cities and he pretends with these phony solutions that he actually cares about and is going to do something about it. Everybody's not earnest. Everybody's not sincere. You're 27 years old. Joe Biden is not earnest and he's not sincere. He's been a pathological liar his entire life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, all these people that are saying, his economists, the, the, the chairman of the Fed, that are saying, like, oh, it's Tory, it's all going to go away. Like, not if we keep piling the money in. Like, it's, it's definitely not going to That stop. what's going to go away? The inflation. I mean, everybody's well, how does infl- transitory. How, how does inflation just go away? You have to do certain things to fight inflation. And unfortunately, President Reagan had to do that early in his first term with Paul Volcker. And what you have to do is squeeze it out of the economy. What does that mean? Massive interest rates, tightening government spending. In other words, it's enormously painful, and sometimes countries never come out of it. So that's why you never want inflation, you never want deflation. They're incredibly difficult to deal with. And if they keep spending like this, I mean, they already have created it. Uh, it is going to be an utter disaster. Utter disaster. Yeah. Well, and I think that the Fed chair is definitely complicit. And I hope that people realize yep. that there's definitely more going on behind the scenes. Definitely, I think well, it doesn't happening. matter if there's more going on behind the scenes. This is what's happening. And you're right about Powell, the head of the Fed. He's a disaster. An absolute moron. To say this is temporary, this you know, could be a problem, but it'll be temporary. And the, it's not temporary. These, these economic shifts, they're, 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 and, the, and the fact that he doesn't see it coming and he's supposed to be the expert is very chilling. All right, don't hang up, my friend. We're going to send you a signed copy of American Marxism. Thank you. I hope you'll jump in and, uh, and acquire your copy of American Marxism uh, and, uh, and go through it. And we'll continue to go through it with you. And uh, people with your various experiences in your communities, we want to hear from you too. Uh, don't follow uh, the shiny objects. Don't, don't be distracted. The Washington Post reporters, the Wall Street Journal reporter, this hitman, Michael Wolf. we've been through these books before, over and over and over again. I'm just telling you, this is how they dumb us down. Maybe there's something very, very sexy in one of the books, or very, very gossipy in one of the books. So what are we going to do about it? Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. So it doesn't help us. It doesn't serve any purpose. Maybe there's a momentary increase in hits or sales or ratings or whatever. But it's not going to help us, in my view. And so why? Why, uh, why be distracted? I will not be distracted. Uh, let us go to Jilly, Anaheim, California. The great 870 KRLA, the answer. How are you? Hi, Mark. I'm just great. I'm so excited because your book just came today. It was pre-ordered and it just came today. Wonderful. And I had wanted to order one for my son and myself, and um, and I but I had I'm technologically challenged, and so he helped me. So he ended up giving me a book instead of me giving him a book. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy it. Thank you very much. Can I tell you something that just happened to me at the grocery store? About yes, but we have about forty seconds. Go. 
Okay, I'll go real fast. I was uh, trying to order some turkey, and it was eleven ninety nine a pound. And I thought, my gosh, it used to be eight ninety nine a mm. pound. It's, and I said, is this the expensive brand? She goes, no, they all cost that much. And there was a man standing there, and he goes, well, you know, it costs more to deliver it now that gas prices are up. Mm-hmm. And we just chatted just a little bit, and your name came up. Oh, boy. And uh, we were talking about Larry Elder running for governor. Well, now I've got to go. You got to the good part, and I have to go. But, Julie, anyway, thank you. Don't hang up. We want to give you a signed copy. Folks, I want to thank you all. I want to salute you all. God bless you. Thanks for helping to save your country. You're the best of the best. And I'll see you on Hannity at 9.30 p.m. in a half hour. God bless you.